You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a Bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. If you're doing it, we're going all in. Does this mean we're official, Matt Hamilton? <laughs> we're officially from four to six. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Yeah, it's Rutledge and Hamilton wrapping up week one in drive time, but apparently five days of work is too much for two of the people on this show. No Jim Rutledge, no Ryan Wollersheim. Matt Hamilton locking it down for five days a week. And the one guy that works the least out of anybody is here. Woo! We are live at Hawks Landing in Verona for the fourth annual Driving Out Cancer Golf Outing. I'm Alex Strofe in for Jim Rutledge this afternoon alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton, who surprisingly showed up for work today. <laughs> yep, yep. Yes, I did. You know, the mountains were a little blue out there, but I'm dedicated to my craft, so I decided to come out here on the patio and do my show with you. Yeah, like most people dedicated to your craft, you led that with, I was drinking all day, but at least I showed up. <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm at a golf outing. What, would you, what do you expect? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So Rutledge is off. Apparently week one of drive time was too much for him. He's out camping or something. I don't really know what he's doing. Ryan Wollersheim decided something else was more important than the show today. So Alex Gravatt is holding it down for us back in the Everlight Solar Studio. Gee, I appreciate you showing up for work today. Oh, it's it's a Friday. It doesn't mean you get the day off. You, you got to work through the whole week. Finish the uh- rep. I am just sick of the standard we have set at ESPN Madison. <laughs> Jesse Nelson. Did that start? Jesse Nelson was at a golf outing today. So guess who worked for him today? Me. When did that start? When did this, this uh, I don't know, workplace environment of just take off whenever you want? Uh, that started when you showed up. And here you are being rewarded for it with a prime time slot, four to six. But at least you're here. I actually, uh, you're, you're not yeah. really, you're not high up my blank list today. You're yeah, pretty I low on be. it. I, I mean, be. you're on it, but you're low on it. Um, <laughs> on a great Friday, by the way. Beautiful Friday here at Hawks Landing in Verona. We're hanging out on the balcony. We ran into our buddy uh, Rippin' Rona, one of the great fans of the show. He was hanging out, having a Coors Light before the show today. So Apparently this is where the teachers hang out. Good to run into him and uh, everybody out here. But great golf outing. You participated in it. Um, you told me before the show, hey, man, we should start with this. We should start with the, <laughs> we should start with the fact I almost hit a hole-in-one on a par four today. And I we said, well, well, Matt, we've already done that segment. I mean – and it doesn't surprise me because I can hit long drives, but I just murdered one today. It was awesome. We actually didn't end up using that shot, unfortunately, because it did roll into the bunker behind the green. But it, the ball mark, you know, when the ball is coming in as fast as it is, it makes a mark on the green. It was like six feet directly behind the pin. And, yeah, I, I, I honestly thought I was going to, like, hit the stick and break it off. But it was uh, it was a nice shot. Rip and Roan on the text line, 844-770-3776. As Strofe leaves the show and they pull him right back in. Here I am. I, I signed off of this show 
just about 24 or uh, one week ago right now right it was about just just a couple minutes ago one week ago yeah that was so nice uh that was nice but here i am <laughs> here i am to bring us all back to earth on a football friday ryan and madison chimes and says i'm here with you guys i assume that means he's here at yeah maybe hawks landing yeah shout out to ryan come say hi we're just through the uh through the pro, the pro shop, shop at hawks landing and come say hello to us uh here we'll be here till six o'clock in, in the new time slot four to six rutledge and hamilton which of course is presented by coors light if the mountains are blue you know what to do and that's crush a coors light so i mentioned it's a football friday two big games this weekend wisconsin looking to get right as they return back to Camp Randall Stadium tomorrow following a loss last week at Washington State. They play host to Georgia Southern, 2-0. I believe they're the Eagles. I might be wrong about that. Uh, but Georgia Southern, 2-0 on the year uh, with wins over, I believe, the Citadel. Oh, big win there. Yeah, a huge win, actually. They won by like 45 points. And I forgot who they beat last week. It wasn't important. Uh, nonetheless, tomorrow, as Derek Angler put it last night in the Great Dane Huddle, tomorrow is a cut-the-check-thanks-for-the-win type of game. But I view it as a little bit more than that, Matt, as the Badgers uh, embarrassed themselves in the first half against Washington State last week. They get back in it in a big third quarter, and the referee show shows up. The referees don't call a safety. They don't call. They call a fumble a fumble that's not actually a fumble on Ches Malusi, and they eliminate the, any chance the Badgers had to come back in that game. Regardless, they shouldn't have been in that position. The Badgers are a better team than they showed in the first half last week. But this week, it's about getting right. They're favored by 20. I expect them to blow right past that, Matt. I want this team to win by 40, and I do not want them taking their foot off the gas as they enter into conference play next week. My biggest thing is I would like to see this team start off firing on all cylinders. I totally agree. We've seen two weeks of Badger football where it took the halftime adjustment for them to really start like to think like the Badgers were clicking. It's, it still seems like they're working through some growing pains with this new offense and trying to figure out their identity. Are they a run team? Are they a pass team? Are they one of these teams that can fluidly go in between the two of them and still have success? And I think the Badgers are working on that. I would love to see them, you know, smack them in the mouth with a touchdown real early, first drive, get on the board, and really let these guys settle into a rhythm and let these Badgers cook. Because the sky is the limit for this team and this offense still, but... They're gonna need to. Uh, they're gonna need to work through these growing pains, and now is the time to do it against opponents like Georgia Southern. Where's the panic meter at with you following a loss for the Badgers? They return home tomorrow to play Georgia Southern. They're one and one on the year. They'll be two and one. They're gonna win tomorrow. There's no way they don't win tomorrow. If they don't win tomorrow, you can go ahead and, and get rid of the program, as far as I'm concerned. There's no <laughs> way the Badgers lose tomorrow to Georgia Southern. But I want to know where the panic meter is at for you. We'll do it on a scale from one to ten. You can text in your answers, tweet in your answers on Twitter at Jim and Matt on the text line, 844-770-3776. Through two weeks, Badgers are 1-1, one one, Matt. On a scale from 1 to 10, where's that panic meter at for you? being like panicking. 10 being I am panicking. We should hit the panic button. Uh, maybe we need to fire Fickle. 1 being it's fine. Everything's fine. This team can still make the college football playoff. I'm like a 2. So I really – I went in – Maybe overhyping a team that was taking on a new offensive scheme. Bro, you said they were going to win 11 games. I know. They have I to know. win out to reach that. I know. And I think that part of it was just I, I bought into that hype, the Badgers hype, that this new Luke Fickle era, this Phil Longo air raid offense was going to be the, the bee's knees, the new cat's pajamas, as they say. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I was just I, – I think I did not take into account this time that this young team – Obviously, a bunch of college kids need to learn how to play this offense. And it 
I didn't expect the growing pains that they're having right now, and I think that was probably wrong of me and me jumping the gun thinking that these guys could just go out there, change the scheme, and not have any sort of issues at all. So I think I jumped the gun on the hype. I'm not panicked about these guys. They're going to get it. Longo has got this offense figured out. I think he's going to come out swinging against Georgia, and we're going to see a different kind of Badgers offense. So are you saying Longo has this offense figured out right now, or are you saying yes, they're going to Yes, he does now. Oh, I mean, I mean, he's got a better idea of it now than he did before last week. What? Because I, and I, it I might be no. It I might don't be even necessarily soon, look at Phil. But Longo. I think he's got. I look. I look at the players, right? Like you come into a six-win program from a year ago, mm-hmm. and yes, the matter of the fact is we overhyped them. We got excited. That's what fans do. That's what you're supposed to do. I get it. Yeah. But through two weeks, I don't think any of us saw this team being one and one. Right, we know Washington State beat them last year, at Camp Randall Stadium. And we all had them locks as wins. I th- I think so, and, and that's fine. You're allowed to get excited. You're allowed to overhype. We've been doing it for two decades with the Green Bay Packers, but now it is a okay. Here's now we're thing. back. To I'm not going to fall on the other side of that sword and over panic now after week two, where they didn't look like great. The thing is, this offense did show me flashes both weeks of a team that does look like they have the talent and the capability to do it. They just need to put it together consistently for all four quarters. I'm not going to make the same mistake that I did going into the season overhyping. I am not going to push the panic button. Not nearly yet. We are way too soon for that. For me. I'm not asking you to push the panic button. I'm just Stop I, asking I, me I, to push the panic I, button. I, I, yourself. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. I won't. Go ahead. Go ahead with what? I'm not panicking. You're panicking. I'm not panicking. <laughs> You're panicking. I'm not panicking. I'm just saying right now this should be a we're back to earth moment, right, with the Wisconsin Badgers. We are we are, we have been taken back to earth. We can we can get rid of the uh, the fickle alerts for a little bit. Let's realize what we've got on the field right now. And this was a six-win team a year ago. Yes, there's some turnover. Yes, there's a new quarterback in town. Yes, there's some new fun wide receivers around. But it's a new offense, it's a new system, it's a new team that doesn't have the chemistry built in like a 10-win team, say, would from a year ago. This is a 6-win team from a year ago. They should beat the all-living breaks off of Georgia Southern tomorrow. I think we can all agree with that. But conference play starts a week from today. The they head to Purdue. And Purdue's a team that's rebuilding. They have a brand new, a first-year head coach as well in Ryan Walters. But this is the last opportunity the Badgers have before the games really start to count. And last week's game counted. Week one, week three, they don't count. Who they even play in week one? I already forgot. Buffalo? 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 That game doesn't matter. You know what doesn't matter tomorrow? Georgia Southern doesn't matter. What matters is score 50 points. Well, it matters. Play, We're play have college to... football in 2023. We're going to have to cover juice. this spread. The spread needs to be covered tomorrow if the Badgers want to. Like... The spread should be blown out of the water should be the expectation. This needs to be a, to use a Matt LaFleur term, this needs to be an all-gas, no-breaks, return home, return back to earth game for the Wisconsin Badgers tomorrow. They need to keep the starters in for at least three full quarters. The offense should put up five, six, if not seven touchdowns in those three quarters of work, and they should score over 50 points in the game. That should be the expectation tomorrow. The expectation should be, all right, we had all this hype for the last eight months. We lost it last week. We looked like absolute crap in the first half. We looked like we didn't belong in the same field as Washington State in the first half of that football game last Saturday night. So what do we need to do? We need to return to Camp Randall. We need to score 50 points. So lines 20, make it 40. It doesn't matter. Let's win 56 to... F- I was going to say four, but that would be too <laughs> That would be impressive. 56 to three. 56 to seven. 56 to ten. This should be an absolute 
boat race tomorrow at Camp Randall Stadium, and that's what I expect. <laughs> Donnie in the forest coming with some heat here, Maddie, on the text line. 844-770-3776. Fickle could be another Graham Mertz. Whoa. Whoa is right. Whoa is right. I mean, Donnie's bringing some heat. And, look, I, I will not go that far. That far. I understand there was a ton of hype around Graham Mertz after that five-touchdown game. Obviously, he's the highest-recruited quarterback in the history of Wisconsin. And he looked at, he looked the part in that first game against Illinois a couple of years back in the COVID season. He never looked that way again. Nope. I don't anticipate that with a head coach. I, I, could, I, I would understand if maybe you said Mordecai is, is not the guy. Right, like I would get maybe if you're feeling that way. Although I thought he looked really nice in the second half against Washington State. Um, I, this it, it, this is the thing with college football because we're in a really confusing era. Because I, I think two things can be true, and those two things are this: number one, it's really hard to turn around a program that was six wins and make them a national title contender in one year. I think that's true. I think that's the case with Wisconsin. But the other thing can be true, and that is the cert, a certain guy as a head coach, can walk into a program that's historically stunk recently and turn it around and make them a national powerhouse, a la Colorado, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Right? That was a one-win team last year. They've already outdid that. They're 2-0. and They've and beating doubled TCU their win and Nebraska, And they still have nine games left, ten games left in the regular season. So two things can be true, but, yeah, I think it's going to take more time for Wisconsin. But if they don't break the brakes – if they don't break the brakes off of beat the brakes, thank you. If they don't beat the brakes off of Georgia Southern tomorrow, how then? are they going to beat the brakes off a team in a boat race? There's no brakes in a boat. Beat the rudders off them. <laughs> well, Strove just needs to like pick a lane here, <laughs> or I don't know. It's a boat race, but it's also a motor vehicle that can drive on the road. It's okay. like a transformer. Okay, well, Optimus yeah. Prime. Sus. It's like the aqueduct of the Dells. Yeah, it's an aqueduct analogy. Here. <laughs> there we go. Great, great call. I think they need to beat the brakes off of Georgia Southern tomorrow. And if they don't, if this is a 10-point game, 14-point game, that panic meter is flying one direction. Where is, it, where is that for you? And if they don't have a convincing I'm, I'm, I'm win, where is it going? It's low. It's two or three right now. It's two or three. But if they win by 10 points tomorrow, 14 points tomorrow, yeah, where's the jumping? Six. Whoa! This team is a six-man team. If they if they can barely get by Georgia Southern tomorrow, this is a six-man team. Strofe, is there a way that Fickle and, and the Badgers can bring this down to a zero for you this week? Uh, no, because they already lost. Uh, they lost a non-conference game. Uh, so, so, so for example, G, it's a good question. If Ohio State or Iowa on October 14th is probably a better example. If Iowa would have been their first loss this season... I'm at a one or two if they're competing. Mm -hmm. And then same with Ohio State on October 28th. They're losing by two touchdowns. It's a lot better than last year. That's called improvement. That's what you look for in college football. But tomorrow, no. I mean, unless they are setting the single-game record for points in a game in a shutout, (laughs) then it's down to a zero. If they win 112-0 to tomorrow, G, it's a zero. But I'm I'm still hanging around one because they've already lost a game they probably shouldn't have. That makes sense? That's fair. Absolutely. Follow-up question. Yes, please. What are you worried about per se? Because I don't. Th- do you think that this team is a national championship caliber team in, in, in this year? Yeah. No. So what are not. you worried about then? Uh, because that's what the expectation was. If you would ask me that question a week ago, I would have said maybe. I wouldn't have said no. I wouldn't give me a hard no. But they lost a the game they shouldn't have. Luke Fickle came in here and said the expectation is to compete for a national championship every year. So I hold people to the expectations they set for themselves. If Matt comes in here and says, I'm going to work 80% of shows, and he's only working 75, then I'd be mad at him. 
But he came in here and said, I'm only going to work 70% of the shows. And I worked 71. Yeah, last year. You should be proud of me. Uh, not proud for going above and beyond. <laughs> Over-deliver is one of our uh, core values here at Harry Good Karma Brands. I guess you're right. I am proud of you, Matt. I'm always proud of you. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strove. It's Rutledge and Hamilton on a Friday. I promise I'll loosen up a little bit because we got to talk about the Packers. Yeah, dude. And I'm really pumped up about the Packers. So I'll loosen up a little bit. But I, I just I, – look, I haven't been on the actual airwaves outside of last night on the Great Dane Huddle um, in a week. So I haven't been able to talk about this a ton. Fair, fair. I haven't been able to talk about you with this. Gee, we haven't really had the opportunity to talk about this. So I, I just I needed to get that off my chest. And I, I, I know there's Badgers fans that feel the way I do. Because it was five days ago last night when we were talking on the Great Dane Huddle. I've never seen Derek Angler so pissed off. It had been five days. Five days. He got to sleep five times on that loss, and he was still pissed off about it. And he got me fired up about it. So now I want to know how you're feeling. 844-770-3776. But I will tell you, it is a Friday. We should be feeling good vibes, and you're always feeling good vibes. Um, if you missed any of the program, any of the program this week in the new time slot, 4 to 6 p.m., you can find it on Wisconsin Demand, and that's brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. That's right. Revive Restoration. Nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration. Be professional, professional and efficient as they make things right again, from things like spire, smoke, storm damage, asbestos removal, mold, all sorts of things. If you've got an issue with your house, Revive Restoration gets you back on track as fast as possible. My friend Phil came home to a house on Sunday, flooded. It was dry and ready to rebuild by Tuesday. Revive can do the same for you. You can go online and check out the revivepros.com. They've got a 24-7 emergency line for all of these accidents that nobody plans for. So you can check out the Revive Restoration team to get you back on track. That's revivepros.com. All right, I've calmed down a little bit. However, on the private text line, the guy that decided four days of uh, drive-time radio was too much of him for him is not camping. He says, taking Rosie to a sleepover. And both girls asked if Matt's on the show. Alex and Alex in the afternoon. So the guy just took the day off. Yeah. Four days is too much for him. Thanks for showing up today. Hey, well, you know what? I, kn- I know that plight. It- five days is a lot. <laughs> if I could have taken this day off, I would have. But he was already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> And you had a golf today. Really, really tough work day for you. It was. Demanding. We got a beautiful view here at Hawks Landing in Verona. Beautiful day. Sun is out a little bit. Winds calmed down. Yeah. That's good. I've calmed down, too. We'll That's talk good. Packers next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, rolls on on a Friday. Alex drove in for Jim Rutledge, who took the day off for some reason. Matt Hamilton's here, too, the Olympic gold medalist. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing great. I got to spend the entire afternoon on the golf course. <laughs> Did you just ask yourself a question? Well, I realized you asked how I was doing, and I responded with uh, the same question. So, yeah, that was, that was my bad. So, yes, I answered my own question. <laughs> he goes, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I realize no one care how you're doing, Stro. If I was to just tell them how I'm doing. We had a great time golfing today. Good. I'm happy to hear that as we are live at Hawks Landing in Verona. Beautiful day here outside the fourth annual Driving Out Cancer Golf Outing here at Hawks Landing. Uh, it, it, everything benefiting, all, all the funds raised today, benefiting the American Cancer Society, a good day of golf, um, and a bunch of great guests, including our very own Matt Hamilton. So who'd you golf with today? I got, I, I got raffled off. I got raffled off for three hundred dollars. I golfed with a fun group of guys, that, friends with Tommy Olson, our uh, 
manager, station manager, so we had a good time. We had a blast. Had a couple mulligans that we needed to use out there, and we're able to make some putts, and it was a good time. And, and raise some money, most importantly, for most, the Cancer Society. Yeah, the American Cancer Society. Awesome event. Uh, fourth annual one. I think we've been out here uh, at least the last two years. So uh, super, super great event. Super great to partner up with them and obviously benefit a great cause. As you said, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strove. You can get into Rutledge and Hamilton on a Friday. We're going to keep it upbeat the rest of the show. I just had to get my Badgers thoughts out there in the, in the first segment. 844-770-3776. Your way into the show. Ryan Wolderstein also off today. So uh, Alex Gravatt back in the Everlight Solar Studio running the show for us. Howdy. This afternoon, uh, did, you, did you just chime in with "Yep, howdy"? Oh, hello. I'm a cowboy, <laughs> radio cowboy. I love it, radio cowboy Alex Gravatt running the ones and twos at the Everlight Solar Studio. You know, one of the biggest lies outside of trains. Trains don't play as big of a role as they seem to make it in, in movies and stuff. <laughs> I've, I've told you that one before. Um, space cowboy, not a real thing. Like when I was a kid, I always thought space cowboys were real. What? What do you mean, what? What the heck is a space cowboy? It's a cowboy in space. Here. <laughs> I legitimately thought it was a real thing. Oh, my gosh. You've heard of a space cowboy. Yes, you have. Don't don't sit there and act like you haven't. Oh, my gosh. You're embarrassing. It's like the episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin shows up to the, the high school reunion in a space suit and a cowboy hat. Yeah. You thought that was real. Well, that's not what I'm referring to particularly. No, I mean, it's in all sorts of movies. I think, like, Boots and Dora the Explorer was a space cowboy once. Oh, my gosh. You are just the best ghost. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Strove. <laughs> well, speaking of the not best co-host, according to Matt Hamilton, his words, not mine. Jim Rutledge off today, and you brought it up in the break, um, and I, I, I just want you to repeat what you said. So he's taking a Friday off, making a three-day weekend. You said what? I said I would rather take Monday off if I was going to have a three-day weekend. Which is a crazy take to me. I don't know why it's crazy. Everybody, like, everybody I, else, I guess, what are you doing? Are you going up north? Because then you get the peace and quiet of a Sunday night. So I would get right. that. Like, so my, my thought, yeah, is like if I'm taking a three-day weekend, Jim was initially taking this to go camping. I'm assuming you're going up north. There's a lot of places to go, but I would be heading up north. And another big reason that I'm not taking that Friday is because I don't want to deal – with all the fibs driving home on Sunday. Like the roads, the interstate coming home on uh, on a Sunday is brutal. So yeah, that's why I'm going to take Monday and I'm going to drive home Monday afternoon. The worst case scenario is I'm catching rush hour in Madison. Huh. I think that's I think it's the meta play. Everyone else is playing checkers and I'm playing chess. Uh, yeah, no. No. You know, that's real. Uh, Fridays are more fun than Mondays. That's true. Now, that's the sacrifice, is you'd rather have, like, your Friday off because it feels like a Friday, but if you can just... Because it feels like a Friday, it's because it is but a Friday. But if you can just live your life like you me, just said every day is rather, a Friday... You'd rather and, take a Friday off because it feels like a Friday? Well, yeah, you know, it's it that, a like, let-loose feeling in a Friday. <laughs> it's harder to, like, carry that, like, Friday feeling into Saturday and then that Saturday feeling into Sunday. I understand the thought behind Monday. You feel bad about... Having your good time and you're camping or going out of town on a Sunday. Because you feel like you should be heading home. My mind is a pretzel right now. Can we pull this on Twitter at Jim and Matt? Would you rather have a Friday or a Monday off? If you're going to uh, have for, a three-day three weekend. weekend, you can clean that up, G, make it stand a little bit better. But if you could throw it on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Um, speaking of boat races, we're talking Friday. about the first segment. You're taking Fridays. Yes. Oh, I think that's Every crazy. day of the week. No, we're just talking about Friday or Monday. Not every other day. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you were just getting off topic here, Stroh. Uh, speaking of boat races, I imagine this poll will be a boat race. You think so? Ninety-five percent Friday. So you think the bat the Badgers are? Is that going to equate a score here? If the over under 95 percent of the points are going to be scored by the Badgers. <laughs> There's a direct correlation to Friday. The you are, I, I don't know what you're doing today, but you have my mind in a pretzel. Really? We're talking about Fridays and Mondays, and now you're bringing up Weed the Badgers scoring 65 points. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, I was going off percentages because based on the line. But I think my head was I'm just telling already you the, I'm far t- gone. I'm telling you the poll will be, uh, will 95% be 95% to 5%. Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What does that have to do with the Badgers scoring 65 points? No, I think my head was just a little farther ahead than my mouth was. So I don't need to explain it. Let's just move on. I think you're right, but I don't think that's the correct answer. I think Monday's the correct answer. Uh, I can only read one of these on the air, but I will just uh, I will read the second one. King Troll House of D says, it's Friday. Get it, Hamilton. <laughs> TJ from the road says, uh, having Friday off is better for clubbing, which is where my head went. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not. I'm not doing a lot of clubbing anymore, so I'm not super concerned with heading out on a. What, what about clubbing on a Monday? I'm not doing any clubbing, so I don't have to worry. You don't about go it. out. I mean, I think he's the using the term loosely. Like I don't loosely? think he's going. You're going to the place with poles and and uh, not a lot of. Well, clubbing. no, I, no. I was thinking like a club, like lights, loud music, giant dance floor, nowhere to stand. You can't talk to anybody because the music's too loud. Like a club. A dance like club. A bar. Like the more Yeah, like a dance club. club, which is what most people think when they say going <laughs> clubbing on a Friday. You degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you, G. Everyone's thinking it. You just said it. <laughs> All right, well, we're having a good show today here at Hawks Landing in Verona. I'm Alex Strovid for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. We're having a, uh, we're having a great day. We're having a great day. And your front yard having several great days, weeks, and months because of your friends at Olsen Tune. That is right. They have made my front yard a oasis. Put a new bush in. You know how I love a new bush in my front lawn. And they also got all that landscaping back up to stuff, all the maintenance. And they can do the same for you. For maintenance, concrete work, pools, and more, Olsen Tune is here to help for your home or business. You can go online to olsentune.com and get started on your project today. That's olsentune.com. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strofe. We'll uh, maybe talk Packers next. We're having a good Friday. We're good Friday vibes. I believe G wrote on the uh, on the show sheet that he sent us, uh, Friday Vibes Blank for one of the segments. Nice. So uh, we'll continue to do Friday Vibes Blank, but we'll talk a little Packers as they get ready for a big game in Atlanta. I'll just tell you this before we take a break. I got, a, I got some juice for this game on Sunday. I'll tell you why next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Friday on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, live from Hawks Landing in Verona. I'm Alex Stroff alongside the Olympic gold medalist, Matt Hamilton. Alex Gravatt running the show for us back at the Everlight Solar Studio downtown Madison. Get ready for a big game on Sunday. The 1-0 Green Bay Packers led by the MVP frontrunner through one week. <laughs> Jordan Love, baby. Head to Atlanta to take on the 1-0 Atlanta Falcons. 
Now, I, I teased it before the break, Matt, and I'm curious where you're at in terms of this game. I mean, I believe our poll is in the field on whether you would take a Friday or a Monday off um, heading into the weekend. We have some responses to get to in just a moment for that. But I want to talk about this game. We're 30 minutes into the show. I need to get into this game because it's the number one thing on my mind today. So if you would ask me three weeks ago, what is your, like, interest meter? Where are you at? Like, how interested are you in this game? Yeah. I would have given you, like, a 2 out of 10. Packers-Falcons. <laughs> Doesn't sound fun to me at all heading into the season. Okay. But here we are week two. Jordan Love coming off a really fundamentally sound game. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, look good. Mm-hmm. Offense look good. Defense look good against the Bears. Um, and they're 1-0. Atlanta, 1-0. Desmond Ritter has five starts under his belt as the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. He's thrown zero interceptions in those five starts. They're 1-0. Their offense looks good. Their defense looks really good. They've got some really good cornerbacks that will match up, likely without Christian Watson again, the Packers. They're running back. A couple of them, but B. John Robinson is who you're referring to, a top 10 pick in this year's NFL draft out of Texas. This is a really intriguing game of two really young teams. Mm -hmm. And... I think both of these teams can get back to the way they were in the early 2010s, which was winning their divisions and competing for playoff wins. Like teams that were in the playoffs year after year with Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. I think this might be the start of a new era for these two teams. I'm actually really intrigued what's to come on Sunday between the Falcons and the Packers. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a really good game. Um I think the key for the Packers is going to be shutting that run down and making Desmond Ritter prove that he is this zero interception quarterback through sure. five games or five starts as an NFLer. Um, that's that for me is the key. The Packers need that run defense. They need to set that edge. Bijan Robinson is as good as he is between the tackles. He's fast. If he can get around that uh, defensive line, it's going to be tough sledding for our linebackers and uh, cornerbacks to take down this uh, this running back. So the, the key is really going to be setting edges and making sure this running game stays in front of the Packers and forcing Desmond Ritter to beat him, I think. I, I think you're spot on with that. Um, but when you look around the rest of that offense, right, young tight end in Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. Packers, young tight end in Luke Musgrave. Look at the top targets on each team. A, I believe a second, maybe third year wide receiver in Drake London is their top target. Christian Watson will likely be out of this game, so Romeo Dobbs, a second year receiver. Uh, good old lines, good defenses. I, I'm just, uh, you're right about. You do say that, but I'm not even sure Drake London has a target this year. He had uh, a very, he had a very bad week, mediocre one. week one. Uh, you're not wrong about that. However, I still have faith in him. I okay. liked him coming out of USC. I was hoping the Packers would draft him. Fair. Um, so, nonetheless, I, I, am, I am super intrigued by both of these teams. Two young teams. I, I, I think the Packers win, but it could go the other way. So I'm curious for you, Matt Hamilton. What's, uh, what's number one on the checklist? What are you looking for? Because we're still trying to figure out exactly what is love. Right. Baby, and don't hurt me. <laughs> that's true. I won't hurt you. But what's going to hurt me is the, the big question mark and really the X factor of whether the Packers do I think that they win this, or do I think it's going to be a coin flip? And that's all on Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones, did he practice today? Do we know if he practiced today? Uh, we do not know. I don't think the practice uh, or the actual injury report has come out yet. I know he was stretching it out with the team, and then he remained in the Hudson Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if he practiced or not. I do not have an update on that. So how, how, that how we point. use our running backs uh, this game is going to be very important because as, as important as I think – Atlanta's game plan is going to be able to get the run going, and that's how they're going to win against the Packers. Jordan Love needs 
to make sure that these teams are playing the run honest and he's going to have some gaps so he can drop some passes over the linebackers short of those safeties because if they're dropping back and forcing uh, – uh, Jordan Love to go through his progressions. That is where we're going to see the the youth and this this not very veteran NFL starter potentially struggle. Is when he's got to go through reads. He had all the time in the world and wide receivers who were getting open. I don't see him having as clean a pocket as he had against the Bears. So he's going to have to. We're going to have to get that run game going so he can get through these early reads and get that pass game going as well what's on your checklist for sunday as i just asked matt hamilton what's on his 844-770-3776 we're enjoying the ride we knew it'd be a weird year and that weird year got off to a hot start in chicago last sunday curious where your head's at 844-770-3776 your way into rutledge and hamilton presented by coors light he's matt hamilton i'm alex strofe uh in for jim rutledge today what'd you just point out Oh, it's going to be that. Speaking of Jim Rutledge, we got that great text. We did get a great text, but it's very bright out, and I can't really see uh, what's Shout on my out Jim Rutledge screen. there. So this might take me a minute to find it, Matt. So do, do me a favor and stall while I find this uh, text message. Would it be easier to read if you took the sunglasses off, Strofe? Curious. <laughs> you look really cool. You're a cool guy, but you might need to take the glasses off. No, I can't find the mouse. I'm on the screen now. It's just bright out, man. Um, all right, I think I found it. I think I found it. Is this it? Right there. Top one. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Daniel the Sloth. Thanks, Matt. Nice job. <laughs> wow. That was good radio by us. Bad on the back to us. Uh, you guys are not even a week into the new show, and I am shocked that Jim is the first one to take time off. Major brownie points for you, Matty boy. Oh, that feels so good to hear from you, Daniel the Sloth. We needed that. Well, let's not let Ryan off the hook here. He is also not doing the show today. But he's prior. I mean, to be fair, he is working. I do not love that he didn't prioritize me. Which that's fair. Yeah, you you gave him a you gave him a a, a promotion, a promotion to a drive time spot, and I just expect you to put me as uh, your priority number one. Yeah, is this a Jesse issue? Could Jesse have told him that? Hey, we need you to do this. Because I'd rather just blame Jesse than blame Ryan. I Ryan hasn't done do enough that. yet. I think that'd be fair to earn my like permanent blame, where Jesse certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can place blame wherever you'd like. I think Jesse's fault. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to go with. The scheduling issues. Jim, Jim, it's your bad. And Ryan, I'm letting you off the hook. It's Jesse's fault. Yeah. Scheduling error. So Packers-Falcons Sunday. Uh, by the way, I do have an update for you. Aaron Jones did not practice today. Christian Watson practiced in a limited, uh, limited fashion. So they are both questionable for Sunday. Well, that does not give me good hopes for Aaron Jones to play, but I I do like the idea that Christian Watson at least got some reps in in a limited fashion. That might mean he's a snap count, but just his ability to blow the top off a of defense is going to just help spread that defense out and maybe make uh, Jordan Love's job a little bit easier. So are you worried uh, about A.J. Dillon as the lead back then Sunday, if that's the case? I don't think Matt LaFleur is going to be afraid to give – uh, some of our younger guys a crack as well. I mean, I think Dylan's going to get the lion's share of the touches in this uh, first half of the game, but I, I don't think he's got the elusiveness to really break off big chunk yard plays the way Aaron Jones does, and I'm hoping, I think it's Emmanuel Wilson gets his chance, because he looked great in preseason. Now's the time, right? Let this kid, let this kid get a chance in the big time. Uh, obviously start uh, Dylan, but I think Emmanuel Wilson looks like like 
Aaron Jones-esque. It's a little bit smaller, fast, shifty. Hopefully he has good vision. We just need him to be able to catch the ball, and he can maybe slot in and take some of that passing work off of uh, Dylan's plate. That's fair. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they do there, if they can keep the pocket clean for Jordan Love, which was just sacked once last week against Chicago. I'm really high on Love. And I know I make the joke like he's the I love runner. Love, too, dude. <laughs> he's <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Love? Crazy little thing called Love. Probably had to do with Atlanta. Uh, that's fair, on his way. But I, I, uh, I say this thing tongue-in-cheek of him being the MVP frontrunner, but I do believe that through one week. Like, I think Tua's probably up <laughs> there. I say this there. as a joke, but I sincerely mean it. <laughs> I do sincerely mean it. I will not Then be, you don't say I, it tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I am saying it mostly tongue-in-cheek because, number one, it's stupid to measure the MVP race after one week. That's why I'm saying it tongue-in-cheek. He said it, but he did put the glasses back on. He has reestablished himself as a cool guy if you're watching on the stream on Twitter. That's uh, true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's bright out. There's sun blasting in my face. Would you rather me look all squinty or wear sunglasses, Jake? No, absolutely. It, it's the correct move, but it, it just like, you know, make this statement, puts the glasses back on. You clearly believe what you're saying. And, you know, if you're going to if you're going to say, you know, after week one, if this is the extent of the season, you know, maybe he's the MVP frontrunner, but you can't possibly believe that he's got a chance to win the MVP. Do you, Strofe? No, that, that is exactly what I'm saying, G. That's why it's tongue-in-cheek, because after this week, I probably won't be saying he's the frontrunner for the MVP. Is that the poll? But is I'm, Jordan Love the MVP in the league right now? <laughs> As of right now? Well, that's not fair because the Eagles <laughs> have played two games. Uh, uh, and the Vikings have played two games. But nobody on the Vikings is the MVP. Maybe other than Justin Jefferson, who is such a freak of nature. Did you watch that game last night at all? I was not Vikings, watching Eagles? the Vikings game, no. Oh, man. It was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was something. It's fun to see. It's fun to see the NFC North just kind of crumble, right? Like, the Vikings are 0-2. They don't look good. Uh, Kirk Cousins looks fine. Justin Jefferson is elite. That defense isn't very good. Their offense is uh, outside of those two names I just named, and Cousins and, and Jefferson, is kind of in shambles. So, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. K.J. Osborne couldn't catch yeah. a cold last night. <laughs> and Alexander Madison couldn't see space if he was an astronaut. Right? Like, it was, it was rough. Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy, indeed. Uh, maybe they'll trade Kirk Cousins to the Cowboys like uh, the Niners did Trey Lance, and I can call Kirk Cousins a Space Cowboy. Space Cowboys are a real thing. Okay. <laughs> I would like to manifest that. Oh, sure. sure. <laughs> you can have that. I'll give that one to you. Aaron Rodgers pulls his Kevin Garnett, says, Anything is possible! After his Achilles surgery yesterday, we'll listen to Rodgers and the Pat McAfee Show from earlier today next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, live from Hawks Landing in Verona. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcast. Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Rutledge and Hamilton live in the Vida, La Vida Loca? La Vida Loca? La Vida Loca, yeah. La Vida Loca. Yeah. Catching live. Totally, this, this totally botched that. It's fine, though. I'm Alex Strofin for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. We are at Hawks Landing in Verona. Alex Gravatt is at the Everlight Solar Studio. Downtown Madison. Talking a little Packers. Wondering what you guys are looking for uh, in terms of, of Packers 
Week 2 game at the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams 1-0. Packers dealing with a little bit of injuries. Quay Walker still in concussion protocol. Aaron Jones did not practice with the hamstring injury he suffered in last week's win. David Bakhtiari, the Lamborghini, the big Lamborghini. The Corvette, yeah, yeah. Only comes out on Sundays, but he looked awesome. And he's yeah. flipping off fans. And Rashawn Gary might be a couple more snaps, maybe not just third downs. Maybe they see some other opportunities to slot him in. Yeah. I think he had 13 snaps last week. I'd like to see him get up to 20. He looked good, too. He looked, he looked really good in well, limited snaps. I, there's a couple different stats. I think uh, I was listening to Wildy and Tausch on the way in. The, the coaches had him at, like, seven pressures, seven pressures of yeah. 13 snaps. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's ratio. a good ratio. Yeah, it's over 50% for those of you keeping track at home. Um, but on David Bakhtiar, did you see he, he posted a picture on Instagram this week? Of him in a three-point stance, and with his other arm, he was flipping the bird to the Chicago fans. Did you see this? I did not, but I love that. I love that. It's so good. Right, because he's carrying on the, the Aaron Rodgers tradition of uh, owning uh, the Bears, so he, he owns them with a, a middle finger, a good old-fashioned middle finger at Soldier Field last week. So maybe he's practicing uh, during his off time this week. Uh, out of Saving something for the Dirty Bird fans? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, isn't it the Eagles? Who, who are the Dirty Birds? The I Falcons think the Falcons the are the original Dirty Birds. Falcons. Okay. Fair Thank enough. I, I won't argue. I won't argue. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, more of an NBA guy, but how good is Love? I don't know yet. He, I mean, the thing is, Jordan Love looked great, but you you would expect your your fourth year guy starting for the first time to look really good in the cleanest pocket the NFL has seen in two years. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Jordan Love. I'm saying the offensive line was incredible. The Bears pass rush was abysmal and Jordan Love did exactly what I would hope he would be able to do at this point. So it gives me hope that he didn't have to show off all the all the skill sets he has quite yet. He did what was expected of him. I think he's got more to show us and the the situation didn't present itself where he was able to like really shine and show us what he's got. So I'm it, this is definitely going to be more of a test, and I think it's going to be a little bit more telling of what we have in Jordan Love if he has a couple more split decision or split second decisions to make with a tough wind. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strofe. It is Rutledge and Hamilton, which is presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. So, Maddie, what what uh, what game are you more excited for? Because we know the Badgers are going to win a blah tomorrow. Yeah. How are you feeling? Obviously, Packers game going to be a little bit more evenly matched. Which one are you most looking forward to this weekend? Well, here's the thing. I'm most looking forward to the Badger tailgate with our friends. Uh, I'll be there. Downtown Madison. So I'm looking forward to the Badger tailgate, but the game itself, I expect a big Badgers win. I am really looking forward to this Packers team. Again, I still, I think Jordan Love looked really good for the situation he was put in, but I want to see what happens when he goes up against a little bit better defensive line. And I'm excited. I'm just really looking forward to this this era with Jordan Love and how we are going to watch this kid grow in front of us. It's going to be fun. I'm totally with It's been fun. And you got to enjoy the ride because, as we've, as we've pointed out many times over the course of the last six months, there's going to be growing pains. Uh-huh. There's going to be weird stretches this season where this offense might not be humming. But for what we got in week one as Packers fans, could we have asked for anything better? No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, that is the perfect start to the 2023 NFL season. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Can you imagine how Jordan Love feels? 
Uh, starting your NFL career Pretty like great that? would yeah. be my guess. Pretty great. As a starter, I guess. Uh, who's unfortunately not feeling pretty great is Aaron Rodgers, uh, who uh, unfortunately tears his Achilles four snaps into his New York Jets career uh, on Monday night against Buffalo. Rodgers, uh, following a successful surgery, joined the Pat McAfee Show on ESPN earlier today and said, uh, well, he's not ruling out a late-season, postseason comeback or a late postseason comeback if the Jets are to make it that far. Here's Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. You trying to say you're coming back this season? Yeah, what's happening? Are you coming back for the playoffs this year? I'm not going to I'm not going to make any of those statements. I don't feel like that's that's fair to myself. I'm just uh, Is it a possibility? I think uh, as Kevin Garnett said, uh, anything's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible, says Aaron Rodgers, the former Packers quarterback, uh, following his Achilles tear on Monday. And and you talked about it earlier this week with Jim Matt, but this sucks for everybody, right? It sucks for Rodgers. It sucks for Jets fans. It sucks in terms of the the draft capital for the Packers. It sucks for NFL fans. It was the biggest story in the league heading into the season. He was featured on Hard Knocks heavily, obviously, uh, getting to the Big Apple. So this stinks. But Rodgers, still being Rodgers, says anything is possible. (laughs) I mean... You gotta love that. And I like the way he deflected the question. Are are you coming back? It's like, the guy tore his Achilles. Even if he was able to do half the things a quarterback's able to do by the time the playoffs roll around, would you do that to yourself? Would you put yourself back out there? You got another season. I'm gonna be honest with you. If there's one guy that would do it, I feel like it's him. I feel like it's him. He wouldn't step aside with the broken thumb last year, despite that team being in hell the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I got some good insight into Achilles rehab from our good friend Zach Showalter, who is out here today. He's saying actually tearing your Achilles, or at least in his situation, didn't hurt that bad. And it kind of maybe might have seemed like that with Aaron Rodgers because he got up right away. He said rolling your ankle, breaking your ankle, that immediately hurts. So the fact that Rodgers got up told Showalter that this is really bad. That's probably his Achilles because he was like, it didn't hurt until surgery was done and it was reattached. And that's when it started to really be uh, a painful issue. So even like him or hate him, uh, best wishes Aaron Rodgers and recovering because we'd like to see you play on the football field again and maybe be good, maybe be bad. But we would like to know one way or the other. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, he's not going to come back. I mean, I'll, 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 I'm not a doctor by any means. Next, but you don't think he comes back for next season? Oh, next season he'll be back. Yeah, not there's, next year. There's no shot Aaron Rodgers goes down the way it happened this year. There's no shot. <sighs> yeah, I mean, but the guy's 39. He tore his Achilles first snap, first drive of the game. Ugh, I don't know. That would be that would be a tough ask. Would you continue to play if I'm Aaron Rodgers? Yes. You're you not. know that guy's not going to give it up, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's ultra-competitive. He sees Tom Brady competing at a high level till he's 45, I think he was, when he finally retired last year, after last year. Right. He won a Super Bowl at what, 44? Like, I, I just, I, I think Rodgers is, is always looking for motivation. He's always looking to put a chip on his shoulder. And as we've realized in the past with Aaron Rodgers, you put a chip on his shoulder, he typically succeeds. And this is just another massive chip. Four snaps, season's over. The guy's going to come back and play well next year. Five snaps. If you count the Achilles. That was a that was a necessary correction. <laughs> Super necessary. My wife told me that joke the other day, and she insisted that I tried to get it into the show. And I agreed. I thought it was good. All right. Well, if it's from your wife, I'm less mad. <laughs> it was. That was a direct joke from Jenny, probably from Dr. Robble. 
<laughs> you know, all these orthopedics, they love to make little orthopedic jokes. And that's an orthopedic joke. If I ever heard one. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> it's really helping her show. <laughs> well, you're the one that didn't enjoy my comedy gold. Give me a better joke. That's all I got. <laughs> you had nothing else? What's orange and sounds like a parrot? <laughs> a carrot. <laughs> See, that's even better. That's a good one. That's okay, even better than yours. Well done, G. Well done. Uh, all right. It's Relative Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We're live at Hawks Landing in Verona. Hour one in the books. When we come back, we continue to talk Packers. Falcons getting you ready for Sunday. We'll mix in a little more Badgers talk at hour number two. We'll play some throwing stones, and we'll send you to the weekend as we are now drive time. You've yeah. never gotten to send people to the weekend before. Are you excited? I am. But you're probably going to do it. I'll let you do it. Okay. It's your show. That's a good point. Hey, your name's in the show. That's because it's point. called Rutledge, who's not here in the first week of your new time. And Hamilton, who is here for at least one more day. Presented by Coors Light, we roll out after this. This is Matt Meitner, owner of Sit Means Sit Dog Training. Do you find yourself talking to your dog but feel like she's not listening to you?